Hi, I'm Emily Richardson. And I'm Marshall Lorenzo. And this is Trashbox, a Real Housewives a, podcast? A podcast? Exactly. Well, thanks for tuning in. So, uh, this week we have our very first guest. And we're just going to get into it because we know once he gets on the pod, we are going to be talking a lot. Yakety yak yak. His name is Tom and- Hearn. And, and I guess a little preamble um, about our thoughts and feelings towards this particular individual in relation to housewives, I feel is important somewhat. Now, how would you describe Tom's opinions of housewives? Tom is... Okay, I'll go. Chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> He's a chaos queen. <laughs> it's like, it just, it feels like, like there's, there's contrarians, right? Like there's contrarians, like... I don't know. I really enjoy uh, Giselle's fashion or whatever. And then there's someone who genuinely believes things that are not to be believed. So you're saying he's a liar. Lies. Lies. (laughs) And misinformation. Falsehoods. He he definitely has a lot of intense opinions that don't match up with ours. But Marshall, I think that's a good thing. We live in an echo chamber on Trashbox after it's two a good episodes. Thing to not, it's a good thing to not be in touch with reality? Well, he's been sitting here on the Zoom just <laughs> staring daggers at you, Marshall. So I think uh, we need to welcome him on. Everyone, Tom Hearn. Hello, Justice for Phaedra Parks, everybody. <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> to be here on Trashbox. We're so excited to have you. Yes, welcome. Oh, I'm so excited to get into it with you guys. It's been a while. It's been a minute. Mm -hmm. It's been a minute. Also, like, Justice for Phaedra is not a a crazy opinion. Uh, I don't think, I think it's a sane opinion that everybody should have. Oh, but wait, the whole Porsche stuff. I forgot. (laughs) I don't, I haven't seen that part of Atlanta, which is my shame. But uh, Tom Hearn gave me the lowdown a couple of years ago. And he, perfect quotes, like him being like, him kind of like doing that like guilty little face, being like, and then Phaedra said this, but I love her. <laughs> I love her. Atlanta's my, is my, is my Franny for sure. It, it was where I started. It's where I will end. It's where I will die. Love Atlanta. But I'm, I'm so excited to be talking about any, any Franny of. Uh, <laughs> oh, Franny franchise. It took me a sec. I was like, is this some like cool young slang? <laughs> <laughs> I know me too. I like of my age. I was like the nanny, the nanny, the nanny, the nanny. <laughs> um, now, um, Tom, okay. I, I have a question about Atlanta. Not mm-hmm. to, to divert too much, but wh- why is Atlanta your favorite? Ooh, I think Atlanta is my favorite because it has... A, a group of women who for 75% of a season really want to be together, I feel like. And then for the rest of the season, genuinely, deeply hate each other. Like it is <laughs> real hate. It's not like a Beverly Hills hate where it's like, we all wore the same pink dress to Erica Jane's house. It's like a real deep hate and shade. The level of shade on that season seasons is like next level so i i think i think that's why i like it but you are right do they do have deep friendships it seems like yeah they they have friendship contracts even sometimes so (laughs) (laughs) i will say about atlanta is um they can bounce back from feuds yeah and i really admire that because nobody wants 
this grudge forever without some new life into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, they yeah. do bounce back really quick. And also it was, I think with Atlanta as well, the reason why I like it is a lot of the same players have been involved since day one and are still involved. Or like at yes. least like season two. Like once we got season two in, like when we added like Candy and uh, and when uh, Cynthia, oh my God, I forgot her name because she's boring, um, <laughs> like fully joined the cast. Like those ladies have been around for a long time. Sheree, we love a Sheree. Yeah, I love Sheree. Chateau Sheree. Yeah, once they got rid of like Lisa Wu, oh, then God. things started getting going. Lisa Wu, that's a name. That's a throwback. Lisa who? <laughs> um, yeah. And here's a big question. All right. And I didn't prep you for this. So if you have a very long pause, I can just edit it out. Okay. Uh, who is your favorite housewife of any franchise? Jesus. I know it's a big one. I should have prepped you. <laughs> wow. That's huge. Um, oh, there's like two that are like standing out to me. Okay. Just give me two. Okay. So right out the gate, right from Atlanta, Candy Burris. Really? Yep. Do you see people? Do you see? This is when the audacity starts. Um, <laughs> so Candy. And then I would say, you guys are going to hate me for this one too. Oh. But uh, Erica Jane. Oh, oh. Oh, come on. What's the problem? <laughs> the problem is she doesn't give any of her life over. The but whole she, point of but, these shows is these women give themselves to the story. What more do you want from her? Anything. Literally what, anything. What's going on with her marriage? What's going on with her, her well, children? We're, we are going to see what's going on with her marriage in this I promise you we season. won't. Will we? I promise you we, we, we won't. We will. We'll get a spokesperson statement. And then it'll become about, oh, Dorit was in glam too long. And that's the feud of the season. It Dorit cannot... is boring as fuck. <sighs> now, here's my thing. I used to think that Dorit was hot garbage scum. I literally thought if there was ever a purge on this earth, I'm going to show up at PK and Dorit's <laughs> house with a bat covered in Hideous it. house. Hideous house. And I have done a complete <clears throat> 180. And I am... A she's, fan of Dorit? Oh my god. She's weathered She's weathered the storm. She's dealt with getting in the, in the fray and getting in the mud. And now she's sort of a casual observer who's able to snipe in. She's a sniper. I just also want to throw out, if I were to throw two people that are strong B-levels for me, we have a Teresa from New Jersey, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Kim Richards. Okay. Yeah. I can agree with those. Kim yeah. Richards is, I want her to be, come back on the show. I think she's ready. I don't think that's good for Kim. I want a lot for Kim. I don't know if that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Kim acting again, people. Oh, come oh. on, Black Snake Moan. Black Snake Moan. And I will say, like, now that Kathy Hilton is going to be a friend of On Beverly Hills. Who will yes. give us nothing, I promise you. Yeah, I know. She will give us nothing. I know, I know. I would love to see all three sisters. Yes. Now, wouldn't that be a show that we all need? It's and then a friend of that show, we obviously would get Nikki in Paris. I would love that show. Ooh. I would be into it. Now, but also, Nikki and Paris, those two have had lobotomies, yes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, big right. time. 2002. Mm. No Kyle, though. No Kyle? Oh, man. I hate Kyle. Am I the only Kyle fan here? No. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Wow. <laughs> 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 no, I hate her. <laughs> so, shall we get into the salty Salt Lake, Lake City? <gasps> yes. Now, we will say, uh, Tom is only with us for half this episode because he does not walk yet okay do we have the time to get into that because we don't i don't think we do here's my case my case is i watch a lot of housewives okay i've seen a lot of the frannies i love them i'm not ready to add a new franny i've seen the first season of potomac i've heard it is iconic i'm so ready to get into it in december 
But I was saving myself because I was really excited for Salt Lake City because I knew even before they announced the show how much it was like my vibe. So hold up, you can only do one Franny at a time? One, like one Franny at a time when um when I'm in a pandy. Oh, okay. One, franny. one franny, one pandy. Because I'm a binge watcher. No bingey. Yeah, I'm like a heavy binge watcher. So like when I commit to it, like I've just watched like three sh- seasons of Designated Survivor in like a week. <laughs> like like Chicago ever said Fire. that sentence. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Let's start with Salt Lake City. I really liked this episode. I came out with a whole new perspective on these women. And that was, oh, wow. All of these women's lives are built on lies to themselves and others. And it feels like um, thanks to religion and a very judgmental society in Utah, these women are part of part of them are stuck in like the 60s. Like they have not yet experienced feminism's problematic second wave. Mm. So shake it up, put some snow heels on it, and put it on my TV. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I think, Emily, you just explained the Mormon church. Yeah, that's just like the, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the rule, rule book. What do you call it? The, 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 the prologue. The, the, the Bible. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The Mormons have a different Bible, right? Well, what's it's it written in feces on a rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, very, very starting to like get into the religion of it all. Loving that. Um, mm-hmm. getting into the marriages and for me, getting into the children. I okay. love children on these okay. shows. Okay, that <laughs> sounds weird. I love children. I love children's toys. <laughs> I only want full storylines around these kids, even if these kids do not speak. Case in point, <laughs> case in point, Mary's son, who trolled 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 those cameras till the end of days just standing there dead-eyed it was <laughs> i was well hooting and hollering at my screens jumping up cheerleading going yes you can yes you can destroy these cameras Loved he did it. not give one flying fuck dead-eyed is the adjective oh give him a show well and then there's lisa's son who mm. sh- drops the i'm really good at pulling out while backing his car out of a driveway and the only person who seemed to acknowledge that was the six-year-old the, boy in the back the benjamin buttoning <laughs> child in the back now do we think that <laughs> that these kids genuinely know what these terms are and uh, or, or is it some sort of like um mia culpa what do you call it what's the phrase uh schadenfreude no not that none of these <laughs> oh no no none of that is the right thing <laughs> but uh, do they know do they know what they're, what they're saying here well no. i think the kid that was backing the car out definitely knew what he was saying because he was like backing out and then mugged to the gopro that was like <laughs> in the window he's like eh? and the mom was just like pay attention from like, i know you from pay attention t- your son's talking about pulling out sis <laughs> pay attention give me a diet coke Getting sassy from the tip of the phone book he's sitting on. I know. Yeah, that was weird, too, when she was like, okay, we've gotten here. Now go in and get me a 42-ounce Diet Coke with lemon. (laughs) I did enjoy that. I did enjoy that. Slay me, bitch. She has nodes. Like, go get your throat checked. (laughs) No, embrace the nodes. (laughs) I have lots of notes on all of the housewives, but Mm -hmm. all I have for Lisa is I hate her. Tom, what do you think? Yeah, I... I think I agree with you. You because think? Because she's just like a a bitch. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
she's the one that I think I might throw out of the cast. Yeah, I agree. I feel like she would give it, like, if she gives A, it's all in the edit situation. No, 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 no. Because 75, even if 75% of you is bitch, that's too much bitch. Yeah, I like that we're taking bitch back, too. <laughs> yeah, and I and when I say that, I do want to, uh, to preface, uh, I mean, I am the first guest and I'm coming on here and I'm dropping the B word real quick, but I just want to say, that comes from a place of love. I mean, I, I'm saying that I, I hate Lisa, but I really <laughs> we love know. her, you know? We know she comes up with the odd, really good quote, though. Like last week, she said something like, um, uh, I don't judge you. I don't care enough to judge you. And then oh, this week, that was, good. that was very good. And then uh, this week, when um, she goes to the 20s party and she's like, how is this 20s? They're just like a bunch of like male strippers and like people, half the people aren't even dressed uh, correctly. She goes, I was bringing the decadence and they were bringing the depression, which I think might be a great depression illusion if she's smart enough to come up with that and if it is i applaud that line sure well emily after you just recap those two moments uh-oh i this here we go talk about me being chaotic <laughs> i actually like lisa um <laughs> because that quote of oh honey i don't i don't think about you because i don't care enough about you that's something I would say. Okay, but let's not act like she invented these lines. Like, her tagline is, jealousy a disease get, is a disease. Get well soon, bitch. Like, No, that's Meredith. It is? No, it's not. No, it's Lisa. Yeah. Yes, it is. No, it's Meredith. We're going to need a face tattoo. We're going to need a haircut. <laughs> uh, okay, so Lisa's um, tagline, because she's in the alcohol industry, is, oh, yeah. when you take cheap shots, always expect a hangover. Yeah. Uh Christ. Great taglines on this season, I do have to say. I know. My favorite is, this rose isn't scared to handle a little prick. Does her husband have a small dick? Like, let's bring this up every episode. I don't get it. Okay, so last episode, Marshall said to me that Whitney was a big old Trump supporter. Now, Marshall, I have searched Google the world over, and I cannot find any of her any footage of her at Trump rallies. I cannot find. I, I looked up Whitney Rose Trump. I looked everywhere. I can't find anything. I even get this. I even checked Utah's voter registry. Oh my god! Oh my god! And to find out what she how she voted, I had to track down her address, which I did. Birth date, the, her zip code, and I couldn't find anything. However, her husband, <gasps> Justin Rose, is a registered Republican. Uh -huh. So that's that's what we have. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, I know. Damn it. <laughs> but also, Emily, yeah. are you okay? How's stuff going for you? Yeah, what's up? That's a lot of work to do. It took me five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it took you five minutes to get a geolocation? It's all public. They have, because her husband runs his business out of the, out of the home. So it's all there. You just got to know what to look for. These housewives need to uh, get some type of security because a 30-year-old a, a woman in Toronto shouldn't be able to track her that quickly. <laughs> <laughs> like that. She was burned at the stake. <laughs> also, Whitney's husband, he's hot. Okay, no, he's not. I'm sorry. I like an old guy. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? See, hot takes. These fucking hot takes. I cannot. How do you feel about her, her dad, huh? Uh, well, if, if we're talking about dads, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Mary's husband. 
but <laughs> oh my god i enjoyed okay so uh, i think generally the audience like or at least housewife savvy people are already caught up on mary and her backstory and everything mm-hmm. but in case you are not emily would you like to get into some of the uh business arrangements that is mary's marriage well, I mean, she alluded to it a little bit on this episode. She married her step-grandfather to basically inherit her grandmother's church. What we learned from this episode was that her mother cut her off because of that, or like, you know, emotionally, because I don't think the mom had the money. I think it was all the grandma. Um, and also there were lawsuits from her from her from her mother's side of the family and also they exhumed the the grandmother's body because they thought there was foul play in her death due to the step-grandfather now it is fucked this is the backstory we need for every housewife i love it okay we want exhumed bodies we want grave robbing we want sidestepping a parent to get that granddad d this is what we need the thing that's so funny about Mary is we were like we were all so gun ho when we were talking about it before, being like, "Oh my god, we can't <laughs> wait to see the like the Mormon of it all." And then when Mary comes out and she's like, "I'm Pentecostal," I was like, "We are in it to win it now." Because I'm not, okay, so I grew up in a Pentecostal church. Oh, I didn't know that. I know how fucking <laughs> insane that church is. It's ten times crazier than the Mormon church. And yeah, not to not to like make this whole thing about like church and shit, but like explain. Yeah, well, I mean, so I went to, I mean, I didn't go to like a super intense Pentecostal church, uh, but like there was definitely like speaking in tongues. <gasps> um, there's like like that sobbing that Mary does, like when she's like uh, at the pulpit and like delivering her sermon. Loved it. Like, loved it. I would throw I would throw dollar coins at that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. I remember as a child coming upstairs into like what they call sanctuary from like this Sunday school and coming in and seeing like uh what they call their pastors like like uh it would be like brother Marshall and sister <laughs> Emily um so it'd be like brother Marshall up there and he would be delivering his sermon and people are like wailing wailing bawling because they think if they cry and they open themselves up in emotion then God will come in basically any stand-up set that I've done ever yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like my nanny used to like cry a lot in her room my mom told me like when she was growing up and like that was like her way of like praying like that's like a weird thing sure tom sure yeah. <laughs> sure sure she did um yeah so they're just it's a really intense religion um it sounds like and it, and it looked like on the episode jesus camp if you've seen that documentary yes jesus camp is based in uh in the pentecostal faith as well oh wow. yeah oh wow 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 oh wow and just mary um she was pretty upfront the fact that it was she was very uncomfortable with the marriage at first yes she pretended to be on her period for two weeks she said 28 days yeah and i mean but also like okay if you're gonna like delay the sexification by like one day two days three days like obviously you don't want to have sex with your granddad so like when where do you draw the line and why is the granddad agreeing to this oh my granddaughter doesn't want to fuck me hmm am i a good guy now what amount of money would get you to fuck your step-granddad i pose the question to you all well i had a step-granddad but he's been he's been dead a very long time that wasn't the question uh, i i couldn't do it my my grandma would be really offended i think how much money <sighs> 20 bucks <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it must have ha- it had to have been a substantial amount to to lose ties with your mother. It's millions of dollars because she inherited yeah. that church <laughs> and churches don't pay taxes. So when they pass that collection sure plate don't. around, all of that money just goes into the church to like fix the roof on the church. Like I remember my nanny's church was like fundraising money for the roof for like 25 years. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> it has no roof. <laughs> torn off in a tornado 100 years ago yeah there's no room it's just an open concept <laughs> uh and all this stuff has come out now that mary's church um do they call you call them congregants people who go there congregation yeah i guess you would yeah they, but yes your congregation yeah, yeah they apparently a lot of them pay half their income into this church and when they don't they are shunned Jesus, so we are talking yes. cult status we are talking Scientology-esque. So Mary as bad- Yeah, that's also very Mormon. Is it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't fucking know. Is I... this something I should get into? Marshall, <laughs> I think you'd have to take a, a lot of loans and <laughs> you still wouldn't get to heaven. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're going to get shunned really quick when they're like, hey, we need 50% of your income. And you're like, a button from my jeans? Will a button get me out of super hell? <laughs> I'll marry my grandfather. <laughs> and I don't need the money. Um, okay. There's a, I have a couple stray observations. Of course. That's what we're um, here for. Brooks. Oh. Brooks and his shitty opinions on vaginas is a, is a trope that we need to uh, run the fuck away from. Hunty. Ay, ay, ay. might be evil. Yeah, there is there is a little bit of slyness behind the eyes there. I don't like how he thinks that he runs his mom's life. Like when he came in and was like, "You are a CEO of what is it, Diamond Tastic or whatever the fuck it's called?" <laughs> no, Meredith Mar- Marks. He said Meredith Mark Incorporated, and I don't know if that's real or that was like a, a metaphor for her life. Yeah, you are a CEO, and you do not have time for sleepovers. I'm like, go to school and then go back to school. <laughs> go to sc- <laughs> oh no, he took he took time off to work to oh, to help his mother through her separation, but mostly because he has a clothing line he needs to work on. No one needs a fucking line of crop tops from that bitch. Like <laughs> And also, no one can keep her grounded like I can. Translation, no one can read their mother to filth like I can. Like, okay. He was manipulative. He Okay, do, have you guys ever seen The Lord of the Ranks? Uh, I'm from New Zealand, so no. No. Okay. <laughs> I was in it. <laughs> Orc number four, bitch. <laughs> um, he was giving me worm tongue vibes. Worm tongue is that creepy dude who like he's like working for for the um the evil eye, uh, who's always whispering in the king's ear and he's like, kill him and poisoning his mind with a spell. And Brooks is worm tongue. Now he 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 gay? Worm tongue gay? He feel yeah, yeah. gay? No, he's not. He's into Miranda Otto. Oh, so he gay? <laughs> <laughs> like who else knows Miranda Otto's name but gays? <laughs> okay, so Brooks evil um, need to be slayed. Because what did Jen do that was so bad? I I don't think they actually saw her vagina. Well, I do wonder if they had cut out some footage there because her going grinder 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 seems a little antagonistic like we've all tom you can probably uh speak to this too we've all met that like uh friend of your parents or whatever who's like hey sis yeah work fam love you hunty yeah 
let's go on Grinder together. You know. It's so true. Uh, I think his main issue was that she put her fucking heels on their couch. (laughs) (laughs) I don't see a red bottom to that heel. Um, No. No. Yeah. Um, I think this gets us into Jen Shaw, who, okay, I watched this, I watched this episode twice. First episode, I was like, Jen is garbage person. The second time I watched it, Jen is deeply, deeply sad. Either way, narcissist. <laughs> also, hi, Jen. We see you looking. Oh, my God. Jen. <laughs> Jen liked a couple of, a few, like, three photos on our Instagram. And now I have, like, this soft spot for her. Oh. <laughs> and suddenly, um, she's amazing. Well, she smells like <laughs> hospital. So. <laughs> <laughs> Go have a shower, yeah. Jen. <laughs> I agree with you, Emily. I think she's deeply sad because her sons are now of an age where they don't need her anymore and her husband i don't think ever did need her so she's kind of just like floating like she i don't think is like understands motherhood either because she was like (laughs) when (laughs) jen shaw's a bad mother you heard it here first (laughs) josh box exclusive when the sleepover got canceled she was like your daughter's in university she doesn't want to spend any time with you and it's like she might want to spend time with her mother, though. Like, Oh, my God. I went home every weekend the first year of university. I was so homesick. Oh Jesus. I was like, I bye. Like, just because your kids turn your back on you doesn't mean that that's what happens to everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, it's strange that she has this team of, like, 10 to practice dress her for a party and 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 laugh at all her jokes and cheer for her when she put her puts an outfit on it's weird which so far has been every scene with her the, every scene has been like yeah this weird like cult like a, a court where she's like and then i had him killed <laughs> like it's insane i just love when the, like some random person comes on the screen and it's like assistant to jen number five (laughs) (laughs) come on sonia morgan interns yes (laughs) it's exactly like that which honestly i would love to be an intern sonia you're listening yeah i know here's the thing we all make fun of the interns but would i do it no pay absolutely to like wash her toilet Mm -hmm. (laughs) good job jen good job pooping in here jen (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I also want to point out a really nice little moment when Jen Shaw gets out of her SUV or whatever it is, or truck, um, in the freezing cold to go into Heather's house. Yet another shot of some some fucking open-toed heels in snow. Uh, So she gets out and she is escorted out by what the caption says is her aunt. And she's like, hurry up, my feet are freezing. And I'm like... Bitch, is this the ant with no legs? Because if she is, she shouldn't be your personal walker in the snow. It's definitely not the ant with no legs, Emily. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to say the joke. Also, I'm, I am, I'm, I'll say it here again and again and again until the end of time. I am done with these flapper parties. It's a flapper party or it's a white party. If enough, like, where is um. My favorite party designer from Beverly Hills. Why hasn't he been popping up over here? She, she, Beverly Hills. Oh. Kevin. Oh, Kevin. She, she, she. Very she, she, she. But you know Brooks was like, yeah, do a flapper party. 
Yeah. It's not. No, Whitney. Whitney threw the flapper part. Yeah, I know. But not still, Meredith. I just imagine Brooke somewhere like <laughs> in the evil eye tower, like Ooh, another <laughs> flapper party. <laughs> yeah, the lids on that blender hit blend. <laughs> so many blenders in this episode. So many blenders. Yeah. Also, he was surprised that his almond milk worked. I'm like, I fucking hate you. It's been soaking for five days. It's been soaking for five days. Wow, that worked really easy. <laughs> also, when <laughs> Meredith made the mess with the blender, the first thing Brooke says is, "Where's Leticia?" Like, clearly, that's the help who's made to clean this up. <laughs> He's garbage. That is so fucked up to hit blend on a fucking blender, spray that shit around your entire kitchen and then be like, where's Leticia? (laughs) Quickly, quickly. Also, we're really jumping around here. Such is the the way. uh, This is the way. When the producer says to Heather, have you ever been in love? Oh, no. Uh, That is, I mean, and that reaction. Oh, you sad? You sad, Emily? I felt so bad for heather this episode she's so brainwashed and she's never been in love and i really want her to come out as an a lesbian and like (laughs) what if she's what if she's gay and this whole because andy in the interviews with salt lake city keeps alluding to well by the end of the season heather the mormon church you you know you get you oh he keeps alluding to some big like thing and i don't think it comes out but It'd be great because i was like oh the husband's gay obviously like the, the marriage 11 years but oh that would be great plot twist i just heard the quote i chose him not because he was the love of my life but because he was mormon and then he left her it was and then jen giving her actual good advice and saying shocking shocking break the cycle heather this is this is good for your daughters i was like where are you who is this where is this coming from also, didn't Heather say in the first episode that, like, she married into, like, an insane amount of mm-hmm. wealth? So The ha- the Howard Hughes mm-hmm. money. <laughs> yeah. So why, like, they were together for 11 years. They got divorced. He left her. So why is she living in a house that looks like something that Cynthia Bailey would live in? <laughs> okay. Let's get into the party. I don't want to. I don't want any more fucking hidden door parties. I am s- these fucking people with the hidden door restaurants and do- door parties. What? what are you talking about? When has there ever been a hidden door party on Housewives? No, in general. In fucking general. Oh. <laughs> Very Toronto. Well, Marshall, it's like, it's a fun thing for straight people to do, to go into a closet for a little bit. You know? I, like, I, I'm a, and I am aggravated yeah, by it. It's, it's not a, like, it's not like a new idea like if somebody sent me an invite that was like and you gotta walk up and you gotta say pickles are a party and then you're gonna let you in like i'd be like i'm not coming (laughs) bitch you want a surprise go to a gay bar and knock on the toilet door (laughs) (laughs) that's a fucking party but also don't go to a gay bar because we're fucking tired of seeing your trash ass (laughs) don't yeah, fuck the fuck off. Get your trash shit ass out. Why? You guys are fun dancers. No, especially you. Leave. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so we have another fucking flapper party. Whitney's loving it. She's winky winky. She, her, walking around that party. Well, <laughs> the, off the top. With the Cruella de Vil, uh, what do you call those? Yeah. those long cigarettes. It's colors. also like not yeah. very classy because remember when she was, okay, pla- when she was planning the party, she went in and was talking to that guy. And she was like, I really want to create like a unique experience. And he was like, we're at your beck and call. This is the area that you'll have. 
she was like, oh, we're going to invite about 30 people. And then there were like 200. The bar was open. Like they just like, hello, Jack Astor's. Yeah, I'd like a table for 30 people. That's what she did. Like she didn't plan anything. Yeah. yeah. I don't think those streets. I yeah. think it was open to the general public. Yeah, that's why it was full. Because she, remember, she was like, I'm only inviting 30 people. And he was like, I'm going to give you this section. Like the strippers, I don't even think she planned that. I think that's just something that happens at that place. And she was like. (laughs) I think it's the same location as Jen's party and those men never left. (laughs) Please meet us. Can I come out now? (laughs) Like, don't pan down, but there are shackles. Poor guys. (laughs) Poor guys. Um, I really like the moment when. uh, Jen walked in in full glamour, which was totally overdressed and so sad. And two gay men were like, work! <laughs> yeah. That was Marshall and I sitting there waiting for her to walk in. Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting that they were sitting right there. And I'm wondering, were those assistants? Oh, yeah. They're like executive producers. Plants. Yeah. Uh. It's like, I got to plant some assistants to tell me that I look real good. Yeah. Um, I just think it's interesting that this woman prepares so much for this party and then ruins the night with a few drinks. Yeah. And I've done it before, except minus all the glam and looking good. (laughs) Yeah. If Emily's night doesn't end in red wine vomit in the shower, then she's not happy. Yeah. Shower, (laughs) the street. I mean, if it makes it in the shower, then then that's an accomplishment in itself. Anywhere you can lean, really. (laughs) So Whit- Whitney's Whitney's party. Um, I'm struggling to remember anything of, of value that happened here. Well, it was really only two minutes because what next week is all about is uh, Jen's breakdown and her freaking out at Meredith for hanging out with Mary, which is stupid. We can't do this. I can't. We can't do this. Like, it's like the money exchange sponge thing. Like, we need a producer to step in and be like, hey, guys, just so we know, like, this feud, it's, like, not a thing. It's not, We like, <laughs> we we hate it. Audience is going to hate it. Like, just, like, let's find something else. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> like, throw, like, throw a drink on, like, have the producer, like, cut a dress or something and be like, there we go. Feud now. Start. Begin. Yeah, it's definitely, I will say, even in the, like, the, in all the yeah. episodes, a lot of the plot lines do feel quite familiar. <laughs> like they're things that we've seen on Housewives before. And I feel like <laughs> I feel like uh, Jen is just like going through the gambit of things. Like, I'm offended that she said that I smell like hospital. I'm offended that she's hanging out with my friend. I'm offended that they didn't compliment my dress. Like, she's just like, why don't I just hit all the tropes in the first three episodes and then we can just move on? Well, that's what we hope. She needs to slow her roll. Yeah. 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 She's going like coming in at like a 12 and everyone else is like at a Mormon four, you know? Because with that conversation with um, Heather at the beginning of the episode, there might be something there with Jen. You know what I mean? Like, there, there might be a real human being in there. So like, let's get to that and then let's get messy, please. So, any last thoughts on Salt Lake City and this episode, or just Salt Lake City as a whole? Ooh, I would say my final thought is we're three episodes in. I'm loving the direction we're going in. I think Jen is going to blow the entire series up. Really? And I think, a prediction, I think we're going to see a meltdown from Whitney at some point. (laughs) Yeah. Like a big one. I think, I don't know, I just have a vibe. I'm like, she seems fragile. 
And cameras following you around a lot. I think we have all the ingredients there for like a lovely mushroom cloud explosion. Um, and I'm hoping I would like to see a little gayness. Like I would like to see a little unraveling of the gays. I feel like on the periphery, there is homosexuality. And maybe we just need a little bit of Brooks to unlock the secret garden and and have our closeted homosexual storylines. Because I feel like they're there. They're there. They have to be. It's Utah. I love a good closeted homosexual storyline. Well, I think what's going to happen is Heather is going to throw some type of big, big gay, big gay to do some gay <laughs> spectacular. There's going to be drag performers. And then it's that's what's going to the Mormon church is going to get involved. And it's going to be next level. And we're all going to knock on, on the hypothetical bathroom doors. I think Heather is our dark horse in this season. <laughs> I think Heather, the key is Heather. Yes. The key is Heather. She, I feel like, is the one that has been the one to bring everybody together so far. And hopefully blow them apart. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're all hoping everyone dies, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why we watch the show, right? <laughs> yeah, it only ends in death, preferably <laughs> via arena. Yay. Yeah. Um, and I know the guys who did it. <laughs> <laughs> what a sad ending. What a sad ending to that woman. I mean, Jesus. Leanne Lachlan. We love Leanne. Lee, Lee we loved. We loved. Post, post. That's a whole nother podcast talking about Dallas. because Which is coming back soon. Ha- in what form? We don't know. Uh, yeah. I will say the one thing I do love about it. Uh, Salt Lake right now is how it was taped pre-COVID because all the new stuff we're going to get so new Atlanta that's all taped during COVID times and if there's something people so I like watching it if there's something people don't want to see it's the cast of the Real Housewives of OC dealing with COVID if there's something we don't want to see it's fucking that Kelly Dodd's uh Kelly Dodd's mom is in the hospital right now with COVID, uh, which is pretty ironic considering she basically said that coronavirus was God's way of thinning the herd. I mean, based on her relationship with her mother, the statement might still seem true. I love to be part of a herd. <laughs> you talking about a sex herd? You talking about a sex herd, Tom? Yeah, yeah. I love a sex yeah. herd. <laughs> Tom, it has been a pleasure as always. I think you will come back quite a bit. Yes, thank you, Tom. Thank you for having me. Enjoy your Potomac talk. Uh, when I listen to the podcast back, I'm not going to listen to this episode, the back end, because I don't want it to get ruined. Somebody told me the other day, they're like, don't read anything about Potomac because you want to be surprised. Yes, absolutely. I'm jealous that you get to experience it for the first time. Bye, slut. Bye, sluts. Aw, bye, slut. Um... Shall we? Shall we dance? Starring J-Lo and I think Richard Gere. Which I saw in theaters. <laughs> Why? I had a friend who was obsessed with Jennifer Lopez. And we and there was like three people in the cinema. It was fucking awful. Was it bad? But Richard Gere. <laughs> eh? Mr. Gere. Mr. Gere. That hamster is making you act good. <laughs> I thought like it was a gerbil. Durable hamster. What's the difference? Both die in an anus. <laughs> R.I.P. All those gerbils. Okay, we're back, and it's Potomac time. Potomaca, Potomaca. When I say that I, okay, let me just preface this. Mm-hmm. I really was not in the mood for housewives yesterday. I was exhausted. I had a lot going on um it just felt like a chore as opposed to a joy 
And within five minutes of Potomac, I was full of energy, boundless energy, doing that little shimmy shake in the couch kind of thing, stuck between cushions and a cat going, (laughs) (laughs) You enjoyed, is what you're saying. Chef's kiss. Yes. And once again, a filler episode, but filled me up. I don't necessarily think filler this time. I think good. (laughs) And a mousse-bouche? It was, okay, to know, and I feel like I touched on this last episode, to know that Ashley is playing the long game, that she is, just elevates all of this shit. All of it. I think that all of the housewives need to take notes on Ashley's arc this season, because she is the comeback queen. I mean, the pettiness, the pettification, the, the, she is petty cashed up. She is Pettiness incarnate, and I only want the pedification. Petty. I pedification want me. Kind of, me th- kind of sounded like pedophile to me. So, you know, maybe just strike it from your lexicon. Oh, okay, okay, okay. She is uh, like a cinephile. What would you call a cinephile that's petty? A, a pedophile. She is just iconic. I love it. I love her. I really love her too. And I'll say it again. She's pretty. That's like my. That's my opinion every week. I'm like, but also, Ashley Darby is very pretty. What do you think of that one? And in touch with her sexuality. Very I much love so. that she was like, yeah, I have all these toys at home, but I bought new clean ones for the trip. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it's not like, hey, I chucked these in the dishwasher. They were no bueno to fly with. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's too bad that her partner and all of that is Michael Darby, but let's just conveniently block that part out of our minds. Well, I was rewatching season one. Just I needed I needed a little backstory on Sharice, and <laughs> uh, there was someone dropped uh, someone dropped the info that Mister Darby had a big dick, <laughs> you know, and I and I think one assumed that he did just because he's disgusting, and why would you money? <laughs> Of course, yes, but I mean, after a while, the amount of times that they inferred that, or she inferred that they had sex, there's got to be something going on down there. Maybe he's good at sex, yeah. Uh, Yeah, either way. This was a very sex-forward episode. Very sexy. Other franchises could never, not even Real Housewives of New York, because if you bring certain things up, suddenly Luann acts like holder than thou, like, oh, I would never, and it's like, Lou... Oh, please. You're the the slut of them all. <laughs> You're the slut of them all. And that's a compliment. <laughs> you are the slut. The, I, it's, Bethany was right. There are all these um, blind items on Demois, that uh, Instagram gossip uh, mm-hmm. thing. And um, they're all like, yeah, my friend's dad fucked Luann in a Hampton shed. <laughs> she didn't <laughs> stop smoking the whole time. Yes, Luann. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a lot of smoking going on in, in uh, these Luann sightings. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, she fucks someone in the shed and, uh, you know, she sleeps with the fishes, whatever. And also, <laughs> I was trying to think of some kind of salacious <laughs> anecdote and I panicked. She did a panic. But they all ended in like, <laughs> they all end in, and she was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of a, a side to Luann that I've never seen. Yeah. But checks out. Yeah, I mean, isn't that funny? She had to go on those shows and be like, I'm not going to smoke on camera. And she's on camera a lot. (laughs) Yeah, and to not smoke all that time, especially when drunk, too. Interesting. Very interesting. 
Um, but a very sex positive episode. Yes. Um, we got the revelation when they were all talking about sending nudes that Robin sends nudes. Uh, this was fantastic. Um, I love Robin. She has a banging bod. Uh, yep. And so she should. And so she should send nudes I, to Juan. And you know they have a, they have good sex life, I think, also. I think. Because yeah. they they split up and then they got back together. Mm-hmm. They were able to taste other flavors and then get back together. So I I don't know. I feel like there's something there. Sexually. I agree. Sexually. Sexually. Love it. And he's very good looking. There was also the horrific revelation that uh, White Chris calls Candius's breasts precious kisses. Hershey's kisses. Precious kisses. Oh! <laughs> it's a chocolate reference. Jesus Christ. I heard precious kisses and I was so perturbed. <laughs> I was so perturbed because I was like, God, if there's anyone that needs to infantilize less, it's her. Hershey's kisses. Okay, sure. Um, speaking of Candace and Chris's love, that fucking song she keeps trying to push. It's not the worst. It's and that's a problem. It's nothing. It's, <laughs> that's it's what I mean. zero melody. It sounds like someone warming up. It's uh, yeah. It's just it's trying to be a real song, and we don't <laughs> like that, and we don't want it. It just yeah. Make it stupid. Make it goofy. Make it a tardy for the party. Hershey's kisses. Make it a. Hershey's Kisses, Hershey's baby. Kisses. Come on. <laughs> you get a sponsored deal. Don't trim your nails because you have to open these Hershey's Kisses. Like something. <laughs> um, I also, I know that all we want to talk about is Giselle's outfits. And oh, wow. That hat? <laughs> that hat and gold skirt combo? I have been pretty neutral on Giselle's outfits. Like I always, I, I thought it was mean karen's reaction to them but holy shit did i see her for the first time today really really saw her the fuck the hat the gold skirt she looked looking like gay tintin gondola wind wind gay tintin gold dress that fucking hat none of it made sense and then to top it off with a denim jacket uh, first of all, so many gondola references on this podcast. Third episode, <laughs> so many gondola references. So, much, but and still, yet we ask, what is a gondola? Uh, yeah, what what is a gondola though? <laughs> is it an is it a is it a boat that you sing love songs in? It's both. It's and the boat and it's the sky tram. Sky tram. It's in twenty twenty. It, it's of the sky and the ocean. Yeah, it gets around it, and it's got to be on yeah. the land then too. If it's yeah. sky and the ocean, it's got to be land land gondola. I believe there was a land gondola, landola. Um, denim jacket. denim jacket, denim jacket, denim jacket. We all uh, own a me. denim jacket, but we don't a pack it in the luggage. I do, and b chuck it willy nilly on top of a gold dress. It was a gold skirt because I have a very similar skirt that I bought once for a New Year's party. I wore it. I looked at the pictures. I said goodbye, gold skirt. That's enough out of you. Yeah, and I got I I, I got rid of it because it was. Listen, if I have the same clothes as someone on Housewives. They are bad at fashion. Because <laughs> I don't know yeah. what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Strange, strange, strange. Uh, I really like Can- uh, Karen's um, Chanel dress she was showing Ray on the FaceTime. Yeah. Uh, and it was like black and form-fitting with like high boots and had little like the, the sh- white Chanel C's all over it. I really like that. Yeah. But again, if I like it, question your choices. I I, I would argue the same thing too. As a, as a gay man. Uh, 
if I see something on the screen and it's disgusting and I love it, I mean, that's a problem. If a gay man is going, yes, queen, then you look terrible. (laughs) And we're encouraging you to look terrible. And I want to move past this swiftly, but um, the whole... (laughs) Taylor Swiftly? Yeah. The whole um, Karen's photos thing with the hats, like, just... Like, who does that, actually? That was a strike against Robin. Like, who? Yeah. Like, you could, what you're supposed to say is, oh, I was so sorry, but, like, the, the pictures were blurry. It, it um, yeah. the, uh, the lighting was fucked. Not, like, it just didn't suit the look of the website. That was shitty. First of all, that is a fucking compliment if you do not suit those hats. Because <laughs> if you suit those hats, your face is tacky. Yeah. Which Karen um, so, pretty much surmised, yeah. So before the commercial break, when they were like teasing the hat thing and they were like coming up and Robin's like, you're not on the website. They couldn't even get like a legit reaction to tease us from Karen. Yeah. It was just her like looking at Robin because once we <laughs> saw the moment, it was just <laughs> Karen yeah. being like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is all it deserved, really. Like, Yeah, know. who cares? I, and, I, you know what? I got to say, Robin... I gen- generally like, and even Giselle, when she stirs shit up, I generally like, and we will get into this after because this whole Candace yeah, yeah, versus yeah. Monique thing is going to take up most of our time on this I'll recap, but fuck Robin and Giselle yeah. in this episode. Like, literally fuck them. Yeah. Put a pin in that. <sighs> yeah. Back to the trip. Oh, Karen's wig line and then them all giving her shit. They're like, Karen's got a wig line? Like, embellish hats. Like, Yeah, if we had to make a list of all of the products these housewives have tried to shill upon us, then <laughs> Pot Kettle Black. Yeah. He, he with, like, a, uh, a a bad weave line should not throw um, hair ties at in class mansions. What a perfect mm. metaphor. Thank you. But, Thank like, you. embellish hats. I don't know what the fuck Giselle does, but, like, She's obviously out there shilling for her her husband, her ex-husband's cult, probably. For her never-ending renovations. Yeah. Uh, then we have, like, songs from Candace and uh, Ashley. Remember, like, that Coffee and Love song that Ashley did? Or what was it called? Oh, like, Tea God, Time and yeah. Fucking? Or I don't forget what it was called. <laughs> anyway, so, so uh, just so, shut the fuck up. Like, here, never wig line. Who cares? Yeah. So the, the main crux of this episode, which <sighs> I loved was this dominatrix thing what were with all these weird which, montages set to music he's black oh he's i have slow, notes like... about that these <laughs> stock slut tracks were like the first one was incredible stock domination slut track fast track to the gay clubs let's get some babies dripping out some backslits to that track mama let's get real filthy i'm <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> I was just in gay mode, yeah. I mean, get, like, it got me going. It got me bumping, got me grinding. It was terrible. I want more of it. Download MP3, YouTube Music Play now, please. Oh, my God. It's like something you would hear. And then it kept coming. Oh, they kept, it coming. kept coming. There were, like, quite a few little uh, segments <laughs> of these of these songs it, and, like, the slow-mo of, like, Wendy getting ready and, like, her tits <laughs> are out. <laughs> Which, too... Like, not to be basic, but, like, to the craziest outfits. Like, Ooh. I really did have expectations. Because a lot of the previews were, like, Candace in this, like, pretty amazing um, get-up with the mask and the... And yeah, the Candace won a lot. I think Candace won. She, she looked great. And then <laughs> for the first entrance of Giselle in that shitty fucking red corset 
hair was like hair scraped oh. back. And I was really like, oh God, Giselle, what are we doing? And then two seconds later, Ashley comes in fully half dressed, like in a Spanx, red Spanx. Yeah, and Ashley and like, is banging hot. I mean, obviously, she does feel a little disconnected from her body ever since the baby, and you can see that, but she should have. She disconnected from clothes? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It was insanely underdressed. I didn't. Un- I did not understand. What was Karen wearing again? I'm blanking. Uh, I'm blanking. So it's like I think it's like a lot of black, and I think Wendy was the same. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't think those two understand dominatrix sex. Timey timeys. Um, loved it. We loved the dildos being flopped around. I um, loved that. Although, did they blur out a dildo on uh, Dallas when um? What's her name? Brandy was trying to whip Blondie yes. with the the dildo. They did blur it out, right? Because I was yeah, a little did. like, they yeah, they okay. Did. They blurred it out this time. They gave you them little like eggplant emoji covers. Yeah, also just fine. I don't, not to be like gay, but like those dildos maybe because of the emoji looked a little small. They looked like kind of standard dick size. Yeah, like and so like whenever huge. I see women be like, "Oh my god, it's huge!" I'm like, "Have you had a dick? <laughs> Have you had one before, though? <laughs> Have you tasted duck?" Um, I liked that at the party they're having their little sex questions before the big fight. Um, I think uh, Robin said something to <laughs> Karen like, "You on un- you're underdressed or whatever," and Karen goes. And you look like a whore on a street corner, and I ain't saying nothing about it. Yes. <laughs> and then Can you like, say that again, please? Can you say it again? Because she needed to say it five times for me. <laughs> and and you look like a whore on a street corner, but I ain't saying nothing about it. <laughs> I love it. It's like, hi, Karen, how are you doing? Did you know that you suck shit? <laughs> it's just... <laughs> also, I wrote, I wrote this one down. When they were talking about giving blowjobs to their husbands, she's like, honestly, I've retired my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> she sure has because she looks like a sock puppet with a hand <laughs> that's you making her on this. this you are on this karen is a muppet train and you'll you're never okay off. okay okay get us go into your room get a sock put it on your hand and puss your hand lips <laughs> your hand lips it is a karen it might be a karen <laughs> hand lips <laughs> puss your hand lips for karen yeah also, that Robin whack with the dildo—that was funny. <laughs> it was like a child. It was like a child. It was like, okay, now here you can play with your toys. Smash! <laughs> <laughs> like the penis is dead. I love these women. Like, I feel like if Erica Jane, who I don't care what Tom says, she is garbage. Mm-hmm. If Erica Jane and Kyle Richards and Dorit were at this party, they'd just be like trying to serve their shitty little looks and being like, "Ew, a dildo." It's just yeah. Kyle would be swinging a pony around, going like, "Woo, woo, woo!" Yeah, yeah, and then writhing around even, like a snake she, on the floor. Yeah, and she wouldn't even allow someone to use that pony as a leash, like Candace did with her actual leash. Every second with these women, I just I'm, we're I'm lucky. thankful for. I'm, thankful I'm for. scared as to what. As to how my mental health will suffer when this season is over. <sighs> I know. We all know what that that post Housewives Blues feels like. The in between. Yeah, it's times. an emptiness. It's an emptiness. Yeah. So sure. I have a question. Has, yes. What would you like to ask me? Has Karen ever had sex? She has a daughter. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there is evidence that she has child. 
but has she had sex? has good has she had good sex good sex i, mean, I suppose that's the question about, like i think she you know she talked about you know a feather used to turn us on a feather and a what was it a feather and a whip or something or <laughs> also the, feather and a... the way she was like so what's the most sensual part of your br- my vagina <laughs> <laughs> where do you like being touched <laughs> the vagina like, and with without missing <laughs> one beat <laughs> what is the vagina <laughs> <laughs> Robin always has the best reactions to Karen, I find. It's always like, excuse me? Yeah, she, yeah, she, she does a good... <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I guess... <sighs> Giselle coming to the table with Slob the Knob. What's Slob the Knob? What's that? What are you talking about? In the confessional, she was like, has Karen even uh, Slob the Knob? I've never heard that <laughs> expression before. No, no one has. She, uh, Giselle, she comes from bed. We enjoy it. Yeah, she really does. She's a. They're all smart women. I'll give them that. Even even Candace, like, she's bright. She's just... Bed wench roach. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I mean, she's creative. They're creative. I'll give yeah. them that. Yes. Um, but creative I will say, women. I miss Monique. I really miss her. I love Monique. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I know... I am a Monique stan, but I am starting to, like, what are we missing here, really? What are you missing? I... I don't miss... Uh, uh, I, you're uh, right. <laughs> I like her. I like what she brings to it. I like that she comes up against Giselle. I like that she has no fucking time for Candace because who does in this day and age? Um, I guess I like what she brings on the opposing side. Uh, sure. And I think which I think we will not to jump ahead, but I think we will see next week. Let's we'll get we'll get to that. So, yeah. Marshall, I hope it's not just some bullshit tease. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just I miss her, and I guess it, I, that brings us to the big fight of the episode, which was um after they're having this oh wait can i i have i do have one thing to talk about before we get to get to the fight i guess i shall allow it do you know what it is no i don't it's karen's pillows oh (laughs) (laughs) when they're talking about masturbation and everyone's it's a casual masturbation talk you know three times a month whatever karen (laughs) well i arrange several pillows around my bodice I hug them tightly, and they end up wet. <laughs> and one of them, they're vibrating. I've never even heard of that. Which is what is this like? Bram Stoker's Dracula, Dracula's wife scene, writhing around in a silk bed. <laughs> Some people are <laughs> Moment really into rubbing their vaginas on pillows. Not oh, me. are they? Oh yeah, big time. Like a lot of people, uh, a lot of girls will I'll, will be talking about our first time masturbating while we're wearing nighties and like having pillow fights. And they'll be like, speaking of pillows, um, you know, the first time a lot of girls masturbate is by like humping pillows. It never did it for me. Hump, so humping pillows is one on thing. Them, Surrounding oneself in pillows? A pillow I orgy? I don't know. I mean. Karen. Kern. Karen. Karen. All I want is them talking about sex. That's all I really want. That's all want. you want, eh? You want, you want. I also. Okay. So we'll get to the. Let's, let's get to the get fight. Let's get to the um, fight. First off. I love how Ashley was always planning to bring it up at this party. Mm-hmm. And then, and Robin was the one who kind of opened the door for it. I forget what she said, but like she alluded to something. Mm-hmm. And then Ashley took the bait and brought it up. And then Robin was like, I, for one, was shocked. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Nice try. <laughs> yes, but everyone is contractually contractually obligated to bring up the drums. Um, yeah. Also, if Ashley had ever really wanted to be friends with Candace, 
Which she never did. I think she, which she never did. I think she could have figured out a way to deliver that information <laughs> in a way that could maintain some kind of friendship. She did not. I think everyone's of the opinion that, like, that she just was burning bridges. But, like, I really think if she cared about Candace, she could have done that. And she clearly no, did. No, and, and she's, because she's not forgiven her. And that's okay, because Candace isn't really sorry. It's okay, and I support it. They hate each other. Big whoop to do. It's their job. Their white husband. It's your job to listen to. Yeah, I love it. Destroy her. Oh, Um, destroy her. I just don't like how Wendy. Okay, first of all, Wendy pissed me off this episode because she suddenly decided. Tell me. She was Candace's voice box and like, how dare. First of all, Candace or Wendy wasn't even there last season to see all this Candace being the worst shit. Just because mm-hmm. Candace has reinvented herself as a victim, which she is technically, but she is also an asshole. Let's never mm-hmm. forget that. You can be mm-hmm. a victim and an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, so Wendy was not there. So Wendy does not has not seen the worst of Candace and her and she's a bully because Candace is a fucking relentless little bully. Mm-hmm. Not to say she deserved violence, but that but yeah. sounds really no, 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 <laughs> absolutely problematic. I'm with Look, you. I'm with I you. I don't understand how everyone is like. We can never speak of Monique again. Candace is everything. You can you can never say, oh, well, maybe Monique is going through some mental health issues or I don't want her to go to jail. Why do we have to be completely 100% Team Candace? I think it's a crazy gray area, this this feud. And this whole, um, like, this whole Karen, um, Karen betraying me, like, bullshit storyline thing. That. It's like, no, like, I mean, I'm, I'll easily drag on Karen anytime, but, like, uh, she's not the villain of this piece. No, and I, I I can understand Candace's hurt with that, but I can understand Candace's hurt, not Wendy's and Robin's and Giselle's. Because Marshall, if someone grabbed my thin, thin blonde hair ponytail <laughs> and tried to bash my head in, and you were like, "Well." The thing about the assaulter is, I don't want to pick a side. I'd be like, Marshall. Yes. Marshall, we're podcast partners. We're friends. <laughs> but and you were the assailant. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you were doing it to a mirror. <laughs> um, but they're on The Real Housewives. Their whole job is to fight. And Karen is friends with both of them. And it's Candace. And it's Candace. Big, 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 big asterisks. And it's Candace. It's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. And I don't know. Like, but also Wendy. It's a very complex situation. But no, you're right. Wendy needs to like you. You're not adding anything. Like you don't need to be preaching to the choir. Like it's yeah. And Giselle and Robin acting like the fucking moral compass all of a sudden. I know they really need and, to be careful with that. Again, it's going to be money exchange. Do. Being like, soak it up, soak it up. <laughs> Let's pull back, pull back a little, pull back. Uh, it was. Uh, it really like I actually came out of this episode like angry. Uh, for. Not so much for Ashley, because Ashley knew what she was doing, but more for... Oh, boy, did she... <laughs> did she look like she was wearing a suit, wearing it, like, like prepared? She showed up, she sat down, and she delivered. And we loved it. She owed Monique for the tushy-grabbing stuff last year, for the video, and she hates Candace, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't want her friend to go to jail. And you know what? I don't blame her. And she wasn't really doing anything against Candace. I mean, yes, the character assassination yeah. thing isn't, like, great in the scheme, but it's not going to legally, 
Well, I guess it will legally affect Candace. It'll, it'll, it's just helping. It's helping Monique more than anything. No. This is Candace. Asterix. This is Candace. We're talking about here. Now, um, yes, it was heavy. Yes, it was a lot. But the preview for next episode. It looks so good. Oh, baby. Monique showing up to a location is all we need. Oh, I miss her. <laughs> and the wig launch, too. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is what we need. This is it. I was really worried that the, the way the season would go is Monique would be separated permanently. She is, or, though, more or less. She, she is, but like, let's see. Oh, let's see. And like, oh, I man. get, I, I do understand that, like, despite Candace's terrible personality, she is traumatized from that incredibly violent confrontation. So I can understand her shock and horror at having to see Monique again. Yeah, this isn't like but... um, Kyle being like, oh my God, like, Lisa's showing up to my potty. Although, yeah. Yeah. But it's like. Goodbye, Kyle. <laughs> Goodbye, Kyle. <laughs> but it's also like there was never a way that candace like even if even if uh fucking monique had slapped her lightly instead of terminator running around a barn and trying to kill her uh (laughs) candace would have been like i have ptsd like it it was always going to go this way yeah yeah are we saying bad things sometimes i feel like i know if you can't see but we are both grinning while while we're talking about we're like cringing we're like it, am I just, am I just, we're like, like it's defending bad. a violent person? <laughs> are we like, she deserved it? Like, we are doing a little, we're doing a lot of victim, I'm doing a lot of victim like And I'm grinning. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so gray because. It's so gray. It's a housewife show. It's so show. gray. It's a housewife show. <laughs> I'm, 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 there's gray matter everywhere. Oh no, there's gray everywhere. <sighs> uh, and like, and they all showed up at the the reunion. Yeah, that's all thing. wearing yellow. Did you see the looks? Do you see the looks? Yeah, yellow, yellow choices, huh? I don't know. I don't know. I have no opinion. I I have no opinion of of reunion looks. I really don't. I liked uh, the the New York ones with the masks and stuff. I really liked um. I enjoyed uh, Leah's mask outfit yeah oh and t- tinsley in a fucking gown sure speaking of leah uh we have uh found a fan <laughs> in leah mcsweeney's father on instagram <laughs> so one night i did a real stoned deep dive of leah's instagram and she is prolific on there so i'm talking i'm going back to 2011 mm, really stoned huh yeah and it was like, it took me a good hour to scroll down there. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of like her dad being like, nice picture, Leah. <laughs> and I was like, who is this man? And so <laughs> I clicked on his profile and he like, he like does. He has the same name as her. <laughs> who is yeah, he? Like, who is he? <laughs> He's like, love dad. I'm like, What's his story? <laughs> <laughs> and so I followed him and he like does like art of like celebrities and people he knows. That's what he mostly posts. Mm-hmm. And he followed me back, and he's not following that many people. So, Kel Honor. <laughs> and then when we started the um, when we started our podcast Instagram, which is at Trashbox Housewives, please follow. He followed, and he sent me a uh, message last week. That was now. Let me get it open because uh, I, 
Like, uh, are you Leah's sister now? I don't know. Unprompted. No, I'm not his. <laughs> are you fucking? He sent me a totally unprompted message that says, I dig this. <laughs> and then I wrote, thanks, Brian. We're big fans of you and your family. Hope all is well. <laughs> and then he goes, I love it. Keep up the good work, ladies. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Keep up the good work, ladies. I dig it. Now, interesting um, that we've been uh, followed by Leah's dad and not Leah's mother. Bunny? I don't think Bunny has one. I'm going to check. Is that it for us? I think it might be. Uh, yeah, yeah, give us a follow. Give us a subscribe. Give us a like. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at, at mrich44, emrich44. Marshall, what's your what's your little I, handle? I think mine is Marshall Lorenzo on Instagram, which is just my name. Um, Twitter, Marshall Lorenzo, because <laughs> I I didn't ask for your Twitter. Oh, I'm so sorry. And Trashbox Housewives. Trashbox Housewives, yeah. Uh, yeah. We d- we love you. The goal is to one day have Leah's dad on the show. I-, I actually think we could make it happen. The goal is to one day have Leah's dad. Yeah, not Leah. Well, <laughs> she'll be like, hey, I'd love to be on the podcast. We'd be like, eh, eh, eh. no, 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 no. What about Brian? the goal is to have Leah's dad? <laughs> oh. Once and for all. Once and for all. Once and for all. Okay. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. All right. Bye. Oh, Marshall, I want to say before we leave. Oh, my God. um, Fucking hell. I love you. Do you love me? What? Excuse me? Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.